Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence in your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence Podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. A special thanks to our sponsor, Mercy Canada, restoring hope, transforming lives. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostapchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Welcome today to the Her Influence Podcast. This is episode seven. My name is Vanessa Hoyes, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast. I'm coming to you from Montreal, Quebec. I'm an Aussie. Yes, that's what the accent is. Uh, planted a church here called Resurgent a few years ago. And I'm so excited about today's podcast and the topic. In fact, the whole episode, the whole series so far has just been one aha moment after another. But before we go any further, I just want to reiterate our gratitude to Mercy Canada for their sponsorship of this series of podcasts and what a work they do across our nation for girls, really, really, really restoring lives and transforming their future. So we love you, Mercy Canada. Support them in any way that you can. But we have had a great six episodes so far. I know last week, Caitlin had a really profound conversation with Stephanie about that that corner office and titles that do or don't come with influence. And there were just so many great moments. I loved this revelation of imperfect progress that we all get to go on as women. And so jump back into any of the episodes previous and they really do build one revelation upon another But today I get to actually interview one of my closest friends here in our city. She uh, leads in her church called City Church here in Montreal and she's been God's gift to me. It's a a really culturally diverse community in the heart of Montreal City Church and she leads uh, with her husband Chris. She's the creative director, oversees the missions and the outreach and is just in love with her city and their people and she met Chris while they were both getting their degrees from Dallas Seminary. She is super super smart and I love her stimulating thoughts and conversations. They actually worked in Dallas in a mega church for 10 years and she oversaw all the worship there and then God called them to Montreal to plant City Church six years ago. So grateful that he did. She has two of the best boys, hockey-loving boys. We're reserving them for our daughters in some way, shape, or form. Sterling is 12 and Kingston's 9 right now. And I love their family. I love their influence. I love their church, their house. And I love Yancey. So you are going to be in for such a treat today. We're actually drilling down today. The title of uh, ours today is The Glass Ceiling. Is there one? And we really dive into quite a lot of honest and raw and real conversations about expectations and labels and boxes and barriers and responsibilities as a woman and smallness that we can feel sometimes where there becomes anger and bitterness over those restrictions, what we do with them, not taking things personally when those ceilings seem to be 
just front and center to our life and our influence and our leadership. You're going to love her perspective actually on this conversation and on this topic today. So I really hope that you just take notes again or just keep these things in your spirit in some way, shape or form. And don't forget to share and comment and be on our posts on social media and uh, really just subscribe to what is happening here on the podcast because we are growing this community. It is encouraging. We're getting great feedback on it. Tell other women across this nation and even beyond across the, the globe of what God is doing here in Canada. So thanks for all your sharing and thanks for all your support. We're going to jump straight into this episode with Yancey. You are going to fall in love with her. So we'll get straight into it now. So it's so great today to have you on our Gather podcast. And we are actually going to be addressing today the whole topic of glass ceilings and different things that women might face in corporate world, church life internal life. We're going to talk about glass ceilings and corporately there's a definition that it means an invisible upper limit, uh, which is difficult for women to rise past. It's an informal kind of language and even what you'd call an invisible barrier. But it also does have another phrase attached to it, possibly sometimes in the church. And they actually call it a stained glass Uh, ceiling like the glass windows of a church, the stained glass windows of a church. And they do talk a little bit about some ceilings that women may experience there also. And we know we're in a phenomenal country where God is doing an incredible work and he is using women in that story. So I'm super excited today to be on this topic And I have quite a passion for this. I guess one of my revelations over the last few years has come in uh, Numbers 27 and references a great story about women who devoted um, themselves to really breaking a glass ceiling for in Jewish law and for generations to come. We won't dive into it too much, but you can go to Numbers 27 and have a read for yourself about this company of women I call the Daughters of Z and they were standing for inheritance and legacy and renaming and generational blessing and advocating on behalf of many, many women to come. And so it was on a micro and a macro level, a really inspiring story. But today, rather than dive into that revelation, the best thing I could do for uh, the women who are listening to this podcast is introduce you to one of my favorite people on the planet, a God-given gift in close, dear friendship here in Montreal for me. God gave her to me when I landed and (laughs) leads alongside her husband in a church called City Church in Montreal. And she is my Texan friend called to Montreal. So this is Yancy Yabra. Why don't you say hi to everyone? Oh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to get to talk to you today. Honestly, there's no one I think is better to really talk about this subject today and really maybe uh, help women across our nation and beyond just identify with whether it's external glass ceilings or some internal glass ceilings yes. really, uh, limiting their influence potential that they carry on their life. So tell us a little bit about your story first, Yance. 
Well, I, um, I grew up in Texas. Uh, I know you can't tell from my accent because now it's gone completely, right? No, <laughs> we love it. An Aussie and a Texan. I know. What are the chances in Montreal? So um, I grew up in a really small town, not like a big city in Texas, but a small town, uh, small uh, uh, ranching family there. And I lived uh, in, in Dallas, um, met my husband in seminary, um, and then uh, God called us to Montreal, and we've been living here. We planted a church seven years ago, and uh, we have loved um, just living and learning about this amazing city where we live. But I was raised by very strong women. My grandmother is a very strong woman, sort of that Southern uh, saying of uh, the husband may be the, the head of the house, but the woman is the neck and she turns the head where it needs to go. <laughs> Have you heard that saying? Yes. yes. I don't know if they said that in Australia, <laughs> but really my granddad's an amazing strong man as well, but strong women. My mom and her sisters were hugely influential in uh, raising me, even though I grew up in the South with the good old boy system of things too. So I feel like this is such a complicated issue and it's something I've spent a lot of time um, even sort of thinking about and uh, and how it affects me and even affects me still living in a city like Montreal, even being outside of the South. Yeah, right. I love our conversations when we invest time into our friendship with one another, often in a local uh, jacuzzi in Montreal. <laughs> in and um, we often land in these kind of places as well. So today we're kind of taking that conversation a little bit more public on this podcast. And so we are just going to jump in a little bit to maybe some of those glass ceilings that we want to talk about today that you've experienced, whether it was maybe growing up and then did they actually transfer to the same kind of glass ceilings where we are now here in Canada, in Montreal for you? Why don't you just talk for a little bit about what it was like growing up as a strong woman with a colder influence on your life? Where was permission given? And then where did the ceilings come from? I, I think um, it was I heard so many people say, as I was growing up, you can be whatever you want. And it wasn't until I was in university when I started to see some of the systems and things that were in place. And I thought, people have been lying to me my whole life because as a woman, I really can't be the same thing as the men around me. And it was so frustrating. I felt betrayed by all the women who had said that before. And, you know, some of that was just an emotional response, but in some ways there are differences between men and women, um, that, that, that make it really, um, uh, just difficult, uh, to say you can do anything that you want to do. And I'm, I always go back to the idea of the realization for me is, you know, usually it's the woman who carries the baby in her body for 10 months. It's the woman, a man can't feed a baby with his own body, right? Like and not even if you don't choose to do that, those are just a couple of things that were this like, there's going to be some differences in just the way that I'm made in having a family in moving forward in how that affects my role 
in the workplace. Um, if I'm the one with more of the understanding of how, I mean, especially comes into play when you have kids. I felt it way before then, but I think right. the really tangible things, you know, to talk about are, are when you have kids and just really looking at that and what that means for us, right? How we can um, accept the realities that there are um, and then sort of instead of instead of pretending that they're not there. Right. And take those and navigate them and bring them out in the open, right, is part of the, the power of what we're talking about today is uh, the understanding that you're not alone also in navigating these things either. Right. It's amazing when you, when you, when you can be open and honest about it, right. Then you can talk to other women who've said, this is the way I've navigated through this, um, you know, either pregnancy and going back to work afterwards and just having that support of if, if you know, or if you're going to stay home, whatever those decisions are, but if you're going to go back into the workplace, it's so powerful to have women who've done that in front of you. And then they talk about the really practical ways of, of how are you going to do that physically? You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because different isn't wrong and no. different uh, doesn't make us not equal or of equal value. It's just that we will have a different pathway to exactly. be prayerfully surrendering to the Lord and getting great wisdom around it as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. And you, uh, let's talk for a moment about um, you've always been in a position since you felt a call to ministry. You've already always carried some pretty key positions in local church contexts. Um, where is your passions? Where do you, where does God end up leading you? What ministries? Um, I have been uh, a worship leader for um, 17 years now. And so my passion, I was a singer as a, a little girl and I've um, just loved the honor and um, uh, that God's given me to use that gift in a way of leading. And so in, in Dallas, when we lived there. Um, I worked for a mega church. I was the uh, uh, worship leader there um, for 10 years and I served as the missions director. I worked in some of the things with women's ministry. And so my passion really comes in the Sunday um, context of how we how I can best tell the story of, of who Jesus is and, and do things on a creative level that can maybe break down walls and barriers um, so that people are more open to hear the message of Jesus. I love that. I love it. And that was your role even before you got married, right? That's right. That was my calling, a very strong calling um, to do that, to be in ministry. Um, I met my husband when I went to seminary to get my master's degree and, uh, and we met there. So it came out of, out of my already calling into ministry and, and leadership in the church. And so you didn't come into that calling by way of marriage. You were already functioning in that role yourself. That's right. That's right. The whole role of pastor's wife is a, is a completely different level, right? <laughs> yeah. And how do you find maybe that label sometimes for you has, uh, can feel like a glass ceiling? You know, it's more, um, 
the great thing about Montreal is there are not a lot of uh, what we would call churched people here. So you, yeah. I don't experience that um, from my neighbors or, um, you know, people in our community um, or even in our church. But I think it's more the, the church world outside of that where there are some limitations that, you know, it, I, I just uh, uh, am aware of, right? Yeah, and so this is where all our journeys are so unique again. Mm-hmm. And these ceilings, maybe we can't even corporately say they're all there for everyone, but our context, uh, the cult, the kind of church culture, our um, even our upbringing, but where we, uh, for some people like you, uh, the the box of what you should be with a husband that's also in ministry full-time, the books you've read, you were saying sometimes they just don't feel like they resource you based on your calling. But right. then you have other women listening to this who came into ministry possibly even reluctantly because their husband was uh, felt this calling to full-time leadership in the church. And those women wrestle out expectation And I therefore think expectation is often one of those glass ceilings, right, is other people's expectations. It's true. It's true because some people will see, um, you know, um, even for me, it's maybe the pastor's wife is going to be the one who leads the children's ministry, for instance. Well, that's not my gifting. (laughs) I'll do whatever God asks me to do, but I don't think that's what it is that he wants me to do. But even so other people's expectations of what we would do, but also the expectations that we would put on ourselves. Um, I think we have to be so careful that it's not like, oh, it's my job that my house is always totally clean and that I'm having four different families over for dinner. I mean, whatever that is that we can have in our mind of an unrealistic expectation. And I'm always trying to weigh, um, is this something that God would have for me to do? Or is this something that's coming from the outside or even from my unrealistic expectations of what I think a pastor's wife should be or what I think uh, a woman in leadership should be? It's brilliant. We really actually drilled down on some of that in some of our other podcasts as well about responding to the voice of God, serving Him first. Uh, letting him lift those ceilings off us. You've got the the single woman that um, thinks she's got to wait till one day when, or the young girl that thinks when I'm a certain age, or the more mature woman that is thinking my ceiling is my age. And we we have all these different uh, uh, ways of really limiting ourselves with the ceilings that the lies that we're believing as women about the call of God to influence on our life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, in talking about some glass ceilings, rather than more detail on them, when you face them, Yancy, when you find you're facing these, whether they're external or internal, what are some of the keys that you are, um, you notice help you, uh, smash these limitations. Let's just remind ourselves a glass ceiling. It doesn't mean you necessarily uh, can see it because you can see past, you can see future. God is stirring dreams in your heart and um, our hearts. And yet 
it's like you go for them and you start to track that way, but these barriers that you didn't, they can be shocking sometimes. And so it's what do we do with those barriers, I think, and what have you done? Because you are just this like incredible standout woman in our city, courageous, brave, followed the call of God to another nation, raising your family in a completely different context than the way you were um, brought up, um, navigating how to be a Texan in Montreal and some of those, (laughs) how to balance honouring your unique calling and your design, uh, balancing that with um, a cultural context that you could feel misunderstood in. So right. how are you how are you breaking those ceilings personally? Well, you have walked through a lot of this with me because I think um, when I moved here seven years ago, I really experienced probably the biggest identity crisis of my life. And um, one of the things that I found very surprising was sort of the way that I felt like I was viewed um, in the eyes of um, Christian leaders in Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very painful um, that there were certain rooms that I was not invited to be in because I was a woman, um, responsibilities that I was not given. Um, and I, I didn't really know what to do with that. And I, it, it in a way, made me really withdraw and question, you know, well, do I need to be on the stage? You know, I've always been on the stage. And I think those are good questions to ask ourselves. And God uses those times. He really used those in me to, um, to help me to see that I needed to get my affirmation from him and not from literally men. Right. Right. And um, that was really important for me. Um, and then it's been sort of this rebuilding in that, um, in my, uh, in the last several years of, so where do I, um, seek to be myself? Um, and when do I, you know, I felt like for a while, what I did was to shrink back and to not, um, I didn't want to appear as if I was trying to lead when I was in this certain group of people, um, or, or that I was trying to to stand out, even in the way that I dress with like makeup and, you know, uh, jewelry and <laughs> some of the, Just for the listeners that don't know, Yancey was Miss Texas. What year are you in Miss Texas? <laughs> 1999, 20 years ago. Can you believe that? <laughs> I know. I know. Like uh, even like, I love you. Just super like detailed moment. Like you had to, you took a long time to find a guy in Montreal that would blonde your hair, the right blonde that your family would still approve of from Texas. True. A Texas blonde is a very important color. It's very hard to master. <laughs> I'm le- I've learned so much hanging out of the hairdressers. <laughs> That's right. And so it's just, you know, like even uh, how much makeup, uh, perfume. I feel like when I moved here, everything about me was just so offensive to so many. It was so over the top, right? So trying to find that balance, you know, there's so many things that say like, be yourself, just be yourself. And there's something that's good about that. But there's also like a, how do we still 
respect and honor. And, uh, and so I'm constantly seeking that balance. You know, that quote that I love that I have said to myself over and over, it's that, I think it's from like, it's an old, uh, quote from a rabbi. And he says, like, I carry two stones in my pocket and one says, um, for me, the world was made. And the other one says, I am nothing but dust and ashes. And he said, and I take whatever stone that I need in the moment. Right. And I think that's the balance of, um, even in breaking through glass ceilings. So how can we be women of grace and women of power? Right. So when do we take on that stance of, for me, the world was made, it was not just for men. It was for what, you know, right. And we take up that stand and we stand up for women and we encourage the next generation of women. And then when do we say, and take that, uh, that stone of humility and we say, I'm nothing but dust and ashes. There is nothing that is owed for me. The best thing I can do with my life is to be a servant. Right. And so it's that balance that we're looking for or that I'm striving to, to, to work toward and to move toward. Yeah. So good. And I wonder if we ever balance it or whether we just (laughs) constantly manage the both stones. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There's been some mindsets, like let's talk for a moment about moments when it has felt like the ceilings come from a person or Mm. a culture or a style necessarily or a movement or denomination or whatever, you know, like without naming names, like those moments you felt it, there's been internal responses you've had that um, I've learned from just listening to like how you decide to think differently, even about the person uh, we just were discussing earlier, really just an attitude of grace of not getting bitter just talk about that for a moment. It's so true because you know, where our, our thoughts are so important in this, like our thought life is a huge part of it. And, um, you know, we can, we can, you know, try to make ourselves small. You and I've talked a lot about that. I think that's something that I did. Um, but then also sort of an anger, this low lying bitterness and anger and grumbling. And in this position of saying, well, they're, you know, they're never going to put me in a, a leadership position. So, you know, what's the point of, of doing anything right. Or, right. um, and I think we have to be so careful of, of that in, in our thought life. Like, how are we thinking? How are we continually bringing, um, these grievances, if that's what they are to God, because, it, because it's an invisible thing, the glass ceiling, it's not like a really tangible, someone came and slapped you in the face. Cause if that happened, then you could respond, we could clearly right. respond, but you don't know what the intentions of the other person are. It could be the reason that a man is treating you a certain way is because that's all he's ever known. Maybe that's the way he was raised. It, that's the way things function in his home and his family. And so even thinking from their perspective, that it's not maybe something that is personally against you. Right. And, and try not to take it personal. Um, I think, and I mean, my husband is amazing and I think he champions me and he, he has, um, been a really instrumental in helping me to not, uh, stay small 
in my thinking, which is what happened when, when I felt all of that pressure on me. Um, he, he really said, I need you to be the woman that God has created you to be. And he's helped call that, that out of me. So it's, it's our thought life. And then it's surrounding ourselves with people that encourage us and see and call that out of us again. Um, like, no, this is not you being prideful or you trying to be the main person on the stage. This is who God's called you to be. Um, let me draw it out of you. That, that was really so important to have, um, friendships in my life, like you relationships, like my husband, you know, um, people who really know me and know my heart and help me sort through those hurt feelings. And that is so the heart of this, uh, the gather movement and this podcast we are, we're, we're, we're believing what we have with one another and maybe not what every woman has even with a husband or um, in their singleness or their work environment, that Gather could just continue to champion that greatness and that gift and that grace that is on the women of Canada and beyond. Mm -hmm. And that we would, we would be people that believe this for one another and call it out of one another as well. The circles, the gather circles that meet, this podcast, how people are going to engage with it, share it. Uh, send it on to someone else as a blessing. This is this is exactly why we're doing this because not everyone does have that that face to face voice that's championing that and helping them um, chip away at those glass ceilings or smash them or um, understand that limitation is actually because God's growing you. So this is an amazing conversation. You just as we kind of wrap up now, you mentioned. The smallness, I think one thing we've done in Quebec is realized provincially the spirit that can sometimes reside in our our province and some of its background and history and all the rest of it. We just made a decision to speak well of our province, believe that great things will come from her, Mm -hmm. uh, not speak negatively about where God's called us, that it's hard here, that bilingual is a challenge, that the weather's awful, you know, like all that (laughs) kind of um, even just uh, like way you speak over environments that you could make feel like a ceiling because of the environment you're in, but you choose to speak differently and Mm -hmm. bless Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, change mindsets. And one of the scriptures that I want to kind of leave people with this morning is, when the Apostle Paul was in a jail cell, so think small, think limit, think glass ceiling, but tangible like restrictions, he actually told the Church of Corinth to live differently. And he said, um, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. Dear, dear women of the planet <laughs> from the heart of Canada. We pray that you would live big lives. Mm-hmm. We haven't fenced you in, you know, like he's saying, we haven't done it. Our imperfect leadership hasn't done it. The smallness you feel can come from within you and your lives aren't small. Your destiny is not small, but you're living in a small way. And I think that's the the challenge for each of us in all the glass ceilings we live under. And he says, I'm speaking as plainly and as as affectionately as I can. Open up your lives, live openly and expansively. The message paraphrase just says, live openly and expansively. And so this is a promise and a uh, 
a prophetic word for I think the women that are going to sit under this conversation today. If you could hand these women listening one like permission slip saying, I give you permission to, what would you give them permission for, Yancey? Oh, my first job out of university, I worked for an amazing, strong woman. And one of the best things that she did for me was um, encourage me to embrace my specific gifts. And she spoke directly to the gifts that we have as women. We would leave meetings and she would say, what do you think was really going on under the, underneath the conversation there in the subcontext? And I, I'm like, what? We just said these words. And she said, no, women have an intuition. And you can, you have something walking out of that meeting that men don't have, because first of all, you and I are going to talk about it. And second of all, you can um, sort of understand the subcontext of intuition. And it started to help me see how that my gifts as a woman, instead of wishing that I was a man or wishing that I had everything that a man has of embracing my specific gifts as a woman. And so that would be my biggest encouragement is for women, wherever they're at, in an office job, in um, ministry, um, at home with their children, embrace the season you're in, embrace um, what it is that God has uniquely gifted you with, your femaleness, the beauty of that. The world needs that, right? It's calling out, it's longing for that. And so in whatever context that we're in, if we can just bring that to where we are, we're going to break the glass ceiling. We're going to break it. I love that. I love you. I love that our listeners get to know you. And thank you for living a life that continually smashes these ceilings. I would not be... uh, Uh, who I am without your friendship in my life. And we pray that for every woman, that they find that and have that. And if they don't yet, they find it through the Gather movement or even just in this podcast. Absolutely. Yancy, your words are profound. I feel like you gave such great expression to so many ways of thinking that we have as women and a a fresh perspective on processing these ceilings and you are living that out day to day in our city and I'm honored to be alongside you as a friend and now girls across the country and all around the world will get to know you and love you like this so thank you for your insight those moments where you talked about a woman that came alongside you in meetings and just kept saying no as a woman how do you see this as a woman what are you noticing I pray that we could be that woman to so many other women in our world and so to all our listeners thank you thank you for your engagement jump on social media if you're on this week that it airs live then make sure you on our story and asking questions and Yancy and I will be able to give some feedback this week as well share this with your friends to Mercy Canada thank you for your partnership and your sponsorship I feel like it is a sacred partnership and make sure you support Mercy in any way that you can if you're a listener 
And also don't forget to gather with us in October, jump online to our gather website and look at how you can find your place in our community face to face. There is nothing like being face to face. And so make sure that you register for that incredible event. And we love you girls. And we're believing for a phenomenal week ahead for you next week. Kathy is hosting a really, really great conversation with Alana Walker Carpenter about decision-making spaces and your seat at the table. And we pray that this would continue to become a place where you access real voice, bold words, and a whole heart. So go out with all that permission this week. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence podcast. We'd love you to share this episode to encourage a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more on the Gather Women movement, visit gatherwomen.com. For free resources, circles, and events in your area, better yet, grab your girlfriends and register to join us live at the Gather Rise Conference, October 25th and 26th in Oakville, so we can meet you. A special thanks to our sponsor, Mercy Canada, restoring hope, transforming lives. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.